Hey y'all, Dig 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 is finally back from our summer break. We will now be sharing new episodes every other week. So that's new friends, new themes, new conversations, and newly curated media lists twice a month. We really want to thank you for tuning in. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. As we are still learning and growing in technical skills, we want to apologize for audio quality in this episode and the two following. On this episode of Dig Dig Dig, we phoned in my good friend Tyrell Peters, or T. Peters. He's a rapper and poet, photographer, and overall creative from the south side of London. Just like us, T. has been working. Following his recent completion of undergrad, we chat about how he balanced school and creative work, the shifts for him post-grad, working past fears, the pressure to work, and the subsequent burnout. Let's get into it. How are you, man? I'm good, fam. I'm just hearing that having a lazier day than normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what Sundays are for. <laughs> yeah. No, because I had a um, surprise party. That's why. Oh. Yesterday, I, my family gave me, because I graduated, didn't it? I think it's the graduation, so they, they invited my friends in it and then surprised me. Oh, uh, word. Basically. So, how was graduation? It's dead, bro. Oh, my days. Basically, yeah, for me, what happened was this. Um, I bought my ticket, so I invited my mom and my grandma. And obviously, my mom has a baby in it. So we can't be, she can't be in Nottingham for too long. Like, she has to get home, like, sooner, sooner, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... I booked, so I bought the ticket for 3.45 because graduation was supposed to end at 3.15. And I'm thinking, all right, cool, it's only uni campus. I can get there when, like, I can, usually I can get back to the station, like, on time if it ends at 3.15. But I didn't know what graduation was like. I assumed graduation is supposed to be a celebration where, you know, people were talking, they were taking pictures. Obviously, there's the ceremony bit, but I didn't think the ceremony bit was going to be, like, anything long or crazy, you know what I mean? So... What happens now is I go I go to Nottingham early. I leave my mum. I go in London. I go to like Nottingham the day before, and I'm just chilling and packing my stuff so I can like move at home and stuff like that. And then they can't. Then when they arrive, they arrive at like one, and I meet them. But I I only meet them for like five minutes because I need to go and get like I meet them to get my suit because they have my suit. If you know what I mean? Yeah. So I went, I met them, grabbed my suit, ran back home, got dressed, then took the bus to the, to the uni campus, so where graduation was happening. At this point, it was like two o'clock when I got there, which is good. Um, but my mum, I think she got lost. They got lost, a little bit lost. And so they didn't arrive until like the ceremony started. So that was at like 2.30, which I'm thinking is fine. All right, at least they're there at the ceremony, they're sitting down. The ceremony's happening now. And I'm thinking it's actually a quick thing, but it was long. It was actually the longest thing ever. It was just, if I find a book, it's in my room. It's like next to me, actually. It's some thick, like, chapter book of all of our names, every student in English, in the English department's name, like all 500, not even just English, English and every other subject possible. And he's just calling, he's like, hello. Um, they have, like, a beginning section. We're like, ah, oh, you are now graduating. This is a special thing. And it was just mad, like, manufactured. Like, so it was an actual video related to, like, telling us what to do in graduation. Like, it was hard to just know that you just got to stand up and go to the front and leave. 
but they made a whole tutorial video. We had to watch that. After that, it's just like some old woman selling saying our names like, "Oh, John Parker, come up." Wait, uh, wait, wait! They up. gave you an instruction video at the graduation itself. Yeah, that's hilarious. So it, was, <laughs> it was just long, and obviously my name's Tyrell Peters, obviously. Right. So I'm lost. I'm waiting to the end, bruv. <laughs> and by the time it's the end, it's like it's three o'clock. So now my mom's texting me after I go up. She's like, "Yo, we gotta go," you know. Oh my god, that's terrible. That is th- that's not wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So change like 345. She mom's like, and so obviously now I'm in the rush now after I get my booklet. So what happened? What ends up happening is I just have to run. I have to like do the ceremony and just run, run, drop my gown off, take my gown off, no pictures, nothing. Drop it off, run to the Uber. We get there just on time. Oh my God. So it was not a graduation really. It was just like this, it was just a thing. Damn. A blur. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. I didn't want to go anyways. Oh man. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Well, I guess on on the topic of school, and now that you're done, I'm sure you you're probably feeling like you're in this different stage, and maybe I don't know, maybe um, you have more time, more time to dedicate to what you want, as opposed to like having these extra responsibilities. Um, yeah, yeah. But just like overall, your past three years in school, how was it balancing these requirements, these assignments, with doing what you really wanted to do? Oh, well, because I did, I did English with writing, so what that meant for me was I had a lot more time than most other students would have, in the sense that, like, it was more of a choice as to how much work I do in my time, rather than, like, a necessity, because, you know, I'm sure you know, like, most students they end up having, like, a degree where it's, like, uh, you've got to come in five days a week, nine to five, and you're kind of, like, you have to do it, you have to follow through, kind of, like, in school, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when you're doing English, it's more like, you have you have this amount of work, this work should take you about 30 hours a week to do, meaning you should allocate that time yourself. And so from, that, from giving that instruction from the get-go, knowing that I had to complete my assignments by a certain time every week, I kind of just managed to like I used to do like Excel sheet timetables so that I knew how to stay on top of things and how long I should spend on things so that way I wouldn't kill myself if by like going like because as long as I fulfilled the goal of doing the 30 hours or more say like I end 35 then I was happy so I'd wake up at 6 30 um what was it go gym eat food eat breakfast and then I would do work for, say, like an, like an hour, and then I'd take a break, then I'd come back for the next hour. And it's, I just did that every day for the for the whole of first year, and a bit of second year, went, I kind of fell off. But that kind of kept me on track, and it kept me disciplined, so that I was always on top of my work. Um, and then it kind of gave me some, I don't know what to call it, kind of like a sense of comfort knowing that as long as I stuck to the rules, I would always have as much time as I wanted to do what I needed to do. So I knew that I'd spend the mornings doing the work and then in the afternoon and the evening, you'd catch me at an open mic, going to music events, recording, um, doing that type of stuff. 
So for me, balancing was just an act of learning how to discipline myself and then also kind of being flexible as well, knowing that I had the option to switch things around if I wanted to. So. Damn, were you yeah. always this efficient growing up? Nah, actually. <laughs> mm, I don't know. When I was in school, I wasn't the guy doing my homework. I can't lie. If, so was, if a teacher asked me, yo, Tyler, did, did you do your homework? I'd be like, I have to think of a light. I'll be doing it in the lesson. But <laughs> when it came to, like, exams, and, like, when like, it was crunch time, I was definitely, I kind of taught myself to be on job. Because at first, I was struggling. In year seven, year eight, I had, like, a reality check where I was the smartest. I was automatically facing the smartest, like, group. And then the next year, I got demoted to the bottom set. And I'm thinking, why is this happening to me? I'm supposed to be the guy, like, naturally. I don't understand. Yeah. And so being in this environment where it's like I'm being told that I'm not actually know what I think I am, I had to really, I had to think about ways to study and actually get back to where I was. And so with that, it just became, those were the times where I really learned to knuckle down. It was those times where it was just high pressure, like, I want to be top of the classes again, so therefore I'm going to work extra hard. So I think those times in school led to this moment. And plus, um, I learned halfway through this year that I may slightly have some form of dyslexia, like moderate, mm-hmm. in certain things in it like text, not text, um, writing and stuff, or mm-hmm. reading. So I struggled to focus, and I feel like through my whole life of education, it was the thing where I was always trying to work ahead of people so I could keep up without even realising that I was just, like, making up for the fact that I couldn't keep up in class as well as other people. Damn. So, but, yeah, that I think that makes sense as to why all this time I've been so disciplined in terms of making sure I do things early in advance because I just like I had time to just know what what works for me in terms of studying I just knew that like if I do things straight away my focus is at its highest so yeah wow like, so, the question. yeah yeah so so wait like having this like mild dyslexia how does like you're a writer <laughs> you're like words are that's your thing so how 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 does it work um you know in a field where this is something that you want to do there is no like nothing is beholding you to to you know forcing you to do it or anything like that but it's also a challenge for you in some ways how do you navigate that i mean firstly it depends on what you love like it's funny that throughout the whole of my English degree, people, like, they come to me, even now, to be honest, they'll come to me when I say I tell them to do English, they'll be like, oh, you must be smart. You must read Ben White. I'm just like, funny enough, I don't, you know. I do read, but throughout the whole of my first year at uni, I didn't really, like, get into the, the, the degree and become a writer because I liked, like, reading public, classical literature and whatnot. It was more of the idea of communication that appealed to me to, um, about English. Like, I liked writing and, like, communicating to people my ideas, if, like, clearly and stuff like that. So in that sense, I don't feel like I'm the, the typical student of the topic anyway. But um, what was the question? What keeps me writing this, despite what Despite, like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's really just the... I feel like when you truly love something, there isn't really anything that can stop you from doing it. I know it sounds cliche, but I 
I, I think logistically as well, like, if you truly love something, you'll always find a way to make it work for you, which is why I was saying earlier about, like, I'd always wake up and make sure I do this thing and that thing. Like, for me, as a rapper or, like, a poetry poet, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I write all the time. Like, I write when I'm on the bus. If Like, if there's bare times I can't finish a song in, like, one sitting, for example. I, I write it throughout my whole day. Like, whether I'm on the bus, on the way to, like, work or it's a night time about to sleep I'm always just writing and writing and getting a little bit down each time despite like if I can't focus on it as well like I can focus on it in little sections so yeah it's never really been a problem like that when I care but when I don't care about it is when it's a problem yeah that's real I mean that's that's life that's how things be (laughs) yeah man you mentioned about English and getting that degree because of it, your ability to communicate and like that appeal to you and so there's a lot of especially in, in creative fields it's highly collaborative right so you have to meet people you gotta step out and tell people what you do um there's so much about interacting with other people and stepping out of your comfort zone and so how do you work with like um maybe fears or insecurities that you might have and balancing that with connecting with people and communicating with people uh hmm, let me think i mean so the question is how do i tackle communicating people also navigating insecurities and like feeling shy and stuff yeah 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 I mean, see me, uh, people, uh, I, you, you know me, innit? I've known <laughs> you for like a couple, a while. And so, I'm going to ask you a question before I even answer. So, do you feel like I'm an extrovert or an introverted person? Um, uh, wow. I feel that you perhaps are typically introverted. Um <clears throat> But I think when it's something that you like to talk about or you like to do, you're very extroverted. Um, And I think, like, you have a ton of passion for what you do, and that that shines through regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can be somewhere, you see someone doing something cool, and you're like, oh, I would love to, like, figure out, even if you don't know in that moment how to work with the person, I'd love to figure out how to make something, create something. I think that that... I guess that reads as extroverted, even if um, on the inside you might not feel as extroverted. Mm, cool. It's funny you say that. I was just asking because every time I, every time I do like an interview or something, people come to me like, "How are you actually extroverted? You're a liar. You're a fake introvert." <laughs> always tell people I'm introverted. And I'm like, I don't like going out and stuff, whatever. So when you say that and going to ask your question, I was, I was interested because I feel like. Because people say that about me, it's giving me more in, like more clarity in the type of person I am. I felt like for the longest time, I, I, I had a lot of shyness in it, mm-hmm. where going out and that was just long. I didn't want to go out, not because I don't like talking to do it, you know. I didn't like going out because I felt like I just felt shy in it. Like I didn't like I wasn't comfortable like that at the time. Mm-hmm. This is like a while ago, and then so over time, especially uni, I kind of realised that. Like, like you said, like I'm a passionate about a lot of things and I kind of know a lot about certain topics. And so it's made communicating with people a lot easier and it's kind of given me a chance to realise that like I'm capable of like meeting bare people at once. You know what I mean? And so I guess I'm the type of person to challenge myself, even if, even if I'm introverted or if I'm shy. 
I'm always the type of child myself to actually go out and do something and take a step because I feel like in this world as a creative you have to talk to people to get to where you want it anyway even the most famous celebrities would be like oh I chat to nobody they, they're chatting to people that's why they have a team or a manager and stuff like that it's just that they've done what they had they've chatted to as many people that they've had to do to get to where they are so for me I've always every time every week I see like a cool event and stuff I just tell myself is this going to benefit me in a year or whatever how long I have when I'm living and therefore is it worth setting aside any fears I have any insecurities and just going out there anyway like literally last week it was a similar event like I went club by myself I told you in it yeah um there was a cypher event in near where I live and I hadn't I don't think I'd invited anybody yet and so I was I was feeling just down like I just didn't want to go and I just said to myself that look you should go because you've been meaning to go for the past few years and you've always put it off because you've been at uni and whatnot and you're going to meet some great artists and some different types of people there so if anything go for say 10 minutes and if you don't like it then go home I know that sounds dumb in it, like, oh, 10 minutes, what are you going to do in 10 minutes? What's the point of even going? Yeah. But it, I feel like once you're there, and I knew this, once you're there, you realise that 10 minutes, if you're there for 10 minutes and it's not bad, why not stay for longer but longer? And I ended up staying there for, for like six hours or something like that. Wow. So it's one of them things where you just got to keep pushing yourself, like, despite how you might feel, because that's what fear is. Fear is just resistance at the end of the day. It's just a form of resistance that holds you back from doing what you truly want to do at the end of the day. That's why people drink. And when people drink, they end up saying like the truth of what they truly feel sometimes because they don't really have that resistance anymore. So for me, I just try and tackle the resistance without actually being <laughs> drunk, but actually needing to be drunk. Word, so, yeah. word. What other, um, I guess now, now that you are, you know, you're more aware of things and you're also actively... Um, pushing against different types of resistances so let's say like whether that is oh I'm shy or like I don't really want to go out but I kind of have to push myself out you're pushing against um that resistance what other resistances have you noticed in your life come up um especially since you've really started with with this music and film stuff um what has come up and like how have you navigated that um best off like one, I think signif- the most significant one I can think of now would be, like, the idea of what people think about you or me, you know? Um, I feel like that can really hold you back from doing what you truly want to do in terms of, like, oh, if I do this, will I be deemed as this, you know what I mean? Um, especially recently, like, I fell out with some people in my team, like, a month ago or two, and we had, like, a big project we were meant to be doing together, I mean, I told you this already. Yeah. But, um... The people but, don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a big project event to do, to do with, like, filming and a music video and stuff like that. And I just felt like we made this idea together and, like, it was based on a relationship of kind of, uh, they're kind of my mentors. And so, therefore what's going to happen with this project is a team effort, but more so when thanks to them, you know what I mean? Almost like their benefactors. So when I broke up with them and I stopped working with them, for the longest time, I was bare crippled in terms of actually finishing the project myself because I, I, I left them and I was also left with the project. Mm. 
meaning that it was up to me to make things fall together and whatnot. And so for about like two months, I was crippled. Like in my head, I was thinking, ah, now I've got to write a whole movie script on my own and produce all of this on myself, do this and do that. Meanwhile, this is all off the back of when I was actually working with them, they were telling me, ah, you're not a good producer, you know, or this, that and the other about what I couldn't do. And so all of that kind of just like demotivated me in a sense for a little bit. But afterwards, I just started hanging out with a lot more positive people and people who, and I realised that there were actually people who kind of believed in me as well. And it was, just became a thing where I just thought, you know what, like, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks at the end of the day, as long as I actually do, I actually execute it. Even if I was a bad producer or I was a bad director or a bad writer, at the end of the day, as long as I completed what I was set out to do, that's a step in itself. And like, I don't think anyone can be bad at something forever anyway. So that's how I had to convince myself. So that's like one form of um, resistance, I guess, that idea of just feel, caring too much for what other people think about you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. There's that. Yeah, one thing that that makes me think about, like, the relationship dynamics, um, isn't it crazy how we can be in in a relationship of any form, whether it's work or romantic, platonic, like, whatever, um, and we see this especially with the toxic ones, but it happens in the good ones, too, in the the positive and productive ones, just in, like, positive and productive ways, um, but especially in those toxic relationships where there becomes, like, this weird codependency that we develop and, like, um, this self-doubt that would only exist in this partnership you know what i'm saying it's like it's so not real but for some reason we train our minds um to believe that we cannot move past this moment or this person or this idea and then we we make it to the other side and it's like shit like you know it was easier one it was easier than i expected it and two there was never actually um something prohibited me from getting to where I am now. Mm. That's so true, fam. Like, definitely, I feel that recently. Like, you kind of, like, convince other people of the outcome of everything you do once you're in that type of relationship, whatever relationship it is. Yeah. I feel like. And so it can be dangerous, but it's, it's nice at the same time. Like, it gives, it gives you, like, a sense of comfort while you're in it. But if something goes wrong, then yes, it, it can turn into like a form of resistance that kind of makes you feel like you're not capable of doing things anymore. Yeah. Have you have you felt that? Have I felt that? Um. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it was more in I don't even know what it was. <laughs> it's a situationship. We'll call it that. Um, yeah. But it was it was a lot of like oh damn like I'll never I'll never move on but then there's also a part of me really like critically challenging myself like that doesn't make sense you know you've seen time and time again that when people leave a certain situa- situation and they get to the other side it was so easy like it, not easy in that it doesn't take work that it doesn't take effort does it do- that it doesn't take um like changes in behaviors and changes in your thought process um 
but easy in that they they can do it you know it's not impossible um but for me yeah it was definitely like it became more of a battle with myself of like these two voices of no it'll never happen and yes it definitely can happen and it will happen and it it, like it happened you know what i'm saying um yeah it's just it's just a really weird thing it's like you can exist for so long by yourself and function wholly and then you can immediately forget that in a matter of like weeks you know it can be as short as a few weeks and it's like you can forget exactly who you are and who you who you worked so hard to become and then you start over which is i think a a very strange aspect of life I think that's like that's bizarre that we do that. It's much from I I haven't felt like that in a long time. But I remember like that feeling of just like not knowing what to do with yourself. Like bare people, especially in like breakups, they just like become like meat or they just sit alone, you know what I mean? Yeah. For a little bit. And it's just like <laughs> and you know what it's funny, when people do break up, they they they're the first ones to call themselves stupid, like, oh this is so dumb. How am I doing this over you? But it still hurts. And I, I wish I knew, like, that juxtaposition of knowing that, like, you know the outcome is that you're going to be better eventually, but you're still upset at the end of the day. And you still feel like you can't do it. I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I, I guess the reason why I don't feel like that as much anymore is probably because I have music and I have, like, writing and stuff like that. Like, if you listen to my music, <laughs> literally, if you listen to my music... Certain change. Just you. Just you. Just feel like you're going through a breakup again. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> Literally, fam. Maybe not as of late, like, but my early stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but now I think that's cool. I feel like it's just my transition, and if anything, because it's like my first project was all about breaking up and feeling that hopeless sense of like, what do I do now? What's gonna happen? And then next thing, I don't know. It's completely different. It's just this fucking... What songs? There's, like, working, which mm-hmm. is all about... I'm working harder than me now. You're not on my mind at all. Like, I don't know. That's what... I think that's the a healthier mindset, but... I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that that mindset comes from, like, an emotional burnout of talking about all of the, the breakups and the whys and the confusion? Mm. 100%. Mm. Definitely, man. I remember chatting to my manager, yeah. He was talking about my my catalogue. You were arguing, you were dissing me, in it Because, like I said, there was a lot of songs that just to do with girls. He was like, T, what's, what's your catalogue like? <laughs> name, name me your non-girls, non-female-related tune. And I was trying to defend myself. I was like, oh, there's, there's this song. And it's like, is that out? No. And she was like, everybody, like, literally, most of your songs are about breaking up with a girl. Or finding someone and getting lost and losing them. Then you got part one where you find someone and everything's happy. Then you do a part two and you've lost them again. It's long, bro. It's long. And I was just like, <laughs> it was funny at the time, yeah. But um, it was cool to put it into perspective because it's, it's true. Like, literally, I, use, I feel like I've, I've dealt with that emotion so much now that it's out of the building for me. Now, if you see me in, like, any relationship really and truly I'm usually the first one to say you know what you know you're going to be fine eventually anyway right like I'm a bit more logical now with certain things um and 
I used to see that as a problem. Like, I'd go up to my friends, like, and just be like, fam, am I, am I like some sociopath now? <laughs> like, have I just lost all emotion? This is the... And it's like, no, you haven't. Because it's just that you, you, you see things more clearly now. And I still feel the emotions eventually, but just not as obliviously, like, as others might do when they haven't really experienced it as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's more like I understand what's happening. Um, so, yeah. I've, yeah. But that doesn't take the pain away, though. It doesn't take the pain away. I still end up, I still end up being upset. Yeah. But and so, it's just that I can comprehend it quicker. Ah. Uh, what, what, what are, like, some practical things that you do? Um, what? Other than writing? Because that's, like, my ultimate... I'm that type of guy to stay busy, like... Mm. If I'm, if anything like, annoys me or brings me down, I try and stay as busy as possible and stay as like active as I can. Like I'm not, I don't like to stay in indoors or like like just isolating myself because I feel like that puts you in an even deeper hole. At least for me, anyway. Mm-hmm. I like to go out and like experience life before like as much as I can. Um, so yeah, usually because it's music related, I can I can go studio. Even if it's in my room, I could go somewhere else and just write a whole song about the subject or not about the subject. I can go to an event and take my mind off things like, and then when I go home, I can be like, oh, I was upset about this thing. Hey, that must mean that life will still go on, even if, even if I feel sad at this moment. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's one practical thing you could do. And also just talking to people, man. Um... Just talking to people, like, if it's not, depending on how comfortable you are with the person, you can usually tell someone your issues, and you won't even need them to provide answers. Like, I used to be the guy to look for answers in people, but sometimes, like, especially now, I just like to talk, just to talk, just to say how I feel, and then say my... And usually, as I'm talking, I'm like, oh, yeah, then this happened. And you know what, this happened, and that, that actually made me feel like this. this is the, I, I kind of find the answers myself through just, just chatting to someone. And I'll, and I'll be saying to my boy, I don't know, Bradley or someone, you know, I usually go to and be like, hey, thanks for helping me, man. you be like, well, I didn't even do anything. Because <laughs> literally, it's just me chatting, chatting, chatting. So, yeah, man. That's why I, I think those are three practical ways. Just talking however you want to. Whoever you, I, I think it's better to kind of find answers yourself. So if you are going to talk to somebody, I would just say, like, talk to them about your conclusions rather than while you're confused mm. and keep busy keep yourself occupied in terms of the things you like doing don't do something you don't want to do just because you're hurt but do things you you enjoy and even if you feel like you don't want to do it you'll enjoy them when the time is hopefully and the other one was just and indulge indulge in what you enjoy too like me is writing and making music so yeah they sound so evolved like such um, high level practical tools that I don't know of a lot of people. Obviously, there's some. There, there's, there's, there's definitely plenty of people our age and younger who are, you know, at the at the point of they can talk to other people or they can have like some constructive outlet. What was the process like for you to find these? productive ways of of um dealing with your emotions it's that people who came before me man mm. is my, like my he's not like my brother to me this guy um since bradley he when i was younger 
all I would do, like literally when I was younger, it was me and him in it. We would like talk all the time. We didn't even met each other at first. I met him online, fam. And so our relationship was literally based on talking to each other. I met him on Xbox. We were just playing games together, innit? He was a friend of, he was a friend's friend. Yeah. And like we were just talking, talking, talking to each other. And I was like 13, 14. And as we grew up, because he was a bit older, he was like a year older than me, he would go through life like that one year ahead of me or two. And I would ask him questions about things all the time. Like, if I was feeling a way, like when I first started learning about like girls or something, or uni, I would go up to him like, fam, you've been through this. What did you do? Oh, what did you do, man? Or even my cousin, I'd do the same to him. What did you do? And it became a point now where they tell me the answers and then he just realised, Tyrell, like, you're not learning nothing every time I tell you. You're just learning through me, but you're not actually learning anything. You're just kind of copying what I do without actually knowing the implications and, and the reasons why and what ends up happening. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he, he kind of just stopped. He was just like, fam, enough is enough. You got to learn for yourself. It was, he was just, I'll ask him these questions. He'll just stop. Just stop answering me like, no, shut up, fam. Find out for yourself. <laughs> Find out for yourself. And I hated him for it. Not literally hated, but disliked him so much it just annoyed me every time but over time eventually I did start looking for the answers myself and started just making my own decisions about things and I think that's what people lack in this age sometimes I feel like we're in this time where globalization is just easy to it's easy to find the answers on Quora or Yahoo answers or whatever it is or Twitter and you can go on a thread and you'll see ah oh, my ex-boyfriend left me for this girl and therefore I'm upset. This is what I did. Yeah. People just like read these, you could literally have all the information of somebody else's life in front of you in the palm of your hand to where you didn't have to do the work. Mm. And I feel like that kind of detaches you from the actual moment that you are facing yourself. If you're especially living through somebody else, like you can literally experience something and be like, I've seen this before on Twitter. I should just do this thing and the way it will turn out right. So that's kind of how I learned through things, just kind of realizing I need to air out all the all the other stories that exist and create my own journey and decide for myself. So now that I'm like I was trying to I was trying to avoid it actually, saying Bradley, he was like, fam, like like I can tell you just like making your own decisions now. Like me and you, I've I've been through the same thing as you. Except you've come to your own conclusions and that's fine. Like it's okay to come to your own conclusions. There's literally no right or wrong answer because we're all gonna die at the end of the day and no one's gonna be like oh in this situation you were wrong yeah you know what i mean yeah so that's what led me here just kind of for me maybe i'm just lucky to have a good role model that would just that would literally tell me to find find the answer for myself i guess not many people have that yeah that's true that's that is me damn you've got some good friends Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you got really good. Oh, thank you. Um, but seriously, like, you have, like, really amazing people behind you um, in terms of music and, like, otherwise. So, for you, do you, like, are you, like, a, I'm going to keep my circle small, or are you, you know, <laughs> down to down to invite other people in the, in the crew? Oh, I'm down, fam. Really? 100% down. Not, like, because... But it's different. I don't know why I actually... Yeah, I am, but it's a sticky one for me. I'm still learning about what it means to be a friend and stuff for me. 
Interesting. Um, For as, as as it stands right now, how do, how would you define um, friendship or a friend? Um, someone who's someone who you're mutually there for each other. Um, you know, someone you can talk to all the time, even if you don't see them all the time. Someone who supports you, and you support them. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's the type of person, someone in your life, like someone that's actually in your life and not just part of it or just watching. Yeah. Or just watching their life and commenting on it. That's what I think a friend is. And like, since I finished uni, I've been thinking, like, what is a friend? That's definitely what I've been thinking. I've been thinking, oh, maybe I need more friends. That's definitely what I've been thinking as of late. Mm. Maybe I need more, like, more, 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 because I don't know, like, like I said, we're in this world where everything is just easy to access like literally what I have a thousand and something followers on Instagram and in my head I'm thinking wow all of these people could be potential friends and yet I'm only talking to what 10 15. wow that is totally the opposite of my thought process I'm like all 650 of you are probably bots even if you're real people <laughs> and I'm good with my five friends <laughs> Because for, for me, it takes time uh, to build friendship. You know, it's, it's not like a... It, it's not a quick thing. Like, some things relative to the situation can happen in two months compared to some other friend. It takes two years, you know, but it's still... It's like a... It takes a long time. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's like quality... Um, uh-huh. things that we're putting oh, into this relationship not just like oh yeah I saw you for two weeks and like we're friends or you know because we could have been having surface conversation for those two weeks I'm, what is there what's what's holding us together and it doesn't even have to be um, for me at least like traumatic things that happen or like you know super dramatic things that happen but it's I, I think what um, is central to a lot of my friendships is like, um, how do I say? Like a, I don't know, like a like a comfortability. It's like a very like intuitive thing. Like if I feel weird, then yeah. we're probably not friends. Uh-huh. And maybe I can tolerate you for however long I have to tolerate you and like I can crack jokes and I can open up, but that still doesn't mean that we're going to like I'm I, once this is over, you know, this is a contained thing. And once we're outside of this, then like 90% won't be continuing. Mhm. Uh-huh. I feel the same way, fam. Like yeah, like, as I was saying, like, before, I don't know, like, that was based on the fact that I was meeting so many people. And so, on your side of things, I'm just like, you know what, like, I don't know, it's weird. I want to I want to be a better friend to the people I already have. Like, especially after this, yesterday when I told you I had, like, a surprise birthday and that. Mm-hmm. And the people who matter just came through, like, they actually came through and it made me think, what, oh, I actually have friends, you know yeah, I was just like, shit, like this is sick, and I want to be a better friend to them. But also, as an artist, I want to know more people and have a bigger circle of. No, maybe not. I don't know. I'd like to term the people who follow me into friends if if we can if we can make it that far. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like 
I feel like we have a mutual interest from the get-go, meaning I can at least start a conversation with you and hopefully... I don't know, man, I'm a community guy right now. <laughs> like, I'm a community guy. Like, my recent, well, my last music video was for working in the song mm-hmm. was literally, like, me saying, you know what? All of you came to my show. You're not just people. Just, you're, just audience, you're just not audience members to me. You're actual humans, and I wanted to get to know you and meet you and find out more about you. And so I'm inviting you to this park and we're going to play games, flipping Chinese whispers or whatever, and we're going to get to know each other. And I feel like through that, I met, I made maybe one or two new friends in that in that event. Mm. So my objective now is just to maintain and evolve the people I already have around me and also balance that with meeting new people because it's hard, because there's so many people that you can meet. That, that can take away time from you taking care of your actual beat friends, you know what I mean, the ones you already have. So that's that's my challenge right now, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's beautiful, though. That's very anti-capitalist, right? Because capitalism says, like, nah, you're here to work. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no um, centering of people or experiences um, of any sort. And so when you talk about, like, working... Right. If you look at that from a capitalist perspective, then it's it's that it's just that like you're just producing, you're just working. Um, but I think it's interesting of how you're framing it, and I think how a lot of people frame it of, of like you're working, you're producing, you're creating, but it's not at the expense of people. Um, yeah, man. You have to give something back always. Everything I do is to give, only give. I don't really try and take from anyone. Every song I put out is designed for you. Like, my last singles were created literally by me to help you get through the day and work harder throughout your time. And, like, that's how, I, that's how I'm packaging it for you, lot. And if I see you as friends, like, if I'm trying to see you as potential friends, then I would just hope that as a friend you would support me back in some form. But either way... I'm going to be giving you stuff. So that's how I see it. So I, I feel like that is kind of anti-capitalist in a way because people just see consumers as consumers yeah. in that world. Oh, you're just, you're just here. I thought, what book was I reading? I was reading a book, yeah, and it, it gave an example of a marketing guy from years ago. And the marketing guy was writing a letter to, and he was talking about people like they were just like, like he was just trying to sell something to someone. He was just trying to sell something to someone. And there's a difference between selling and somebody actively choosing to buy something. Because if I'm choosing to sell something to you, COR, then that means I'm trying my best to con- to convince you to do what I want. Mm-hmm. But if I say I want you to buy something from me, it means that it's something you all would want. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like you are going out of your way because you need new shoes. I'm just the guy who has the shoes that you can buy. I prefer that idea then. So yeah, I think that's one of my tangent. <laughs> but does that does that um that perspective of always giving does that ever lead to like an exhaustion or burnout on your part of like? Yeah, and, and like, what do you do with that? Because. I be feeling that a lot and sometimes that's why I don't that's why I'm like not posting all the time that's why I kind of like have to recharge (laughs) for a week or three months or something like that 
that's good though. You're meant to. You need to be able to um have yourself time, especially if you are just giving. For me, I haven't. I don't know. I can't, right now I'm enjoying the challenge of learning how to um give and share. Because at first I was just the, the guy. Just I was just a seller. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At first I was the guy saying, "Yo, uh, I've got a new song. Go support it." Like. It's dead, like, it's kind of a lonely journey, like, you're just, you're just asking people to do things and do it or every single persuasive English technique you can, <laughs> whether it's, like, rhetorical questions or what, it's, I think, I find it pointless, bruv. Um, so right now, I'm enjoying more so the idea of giving, because it makes me feel like there's no pressure. There's no pressure. If, if anything, giving to me has been a stress reliever. But in terms of burnout in dead general, um, I definitely like to take my breaks if I have to. Like, I indulge in, I, I have my indulgements, you know what I mean? Is that a word? Yeah. <laughs> the things I like to do. Like, I'll, 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 there'll be a day where I will literally sit around and play games all day. Fuck it, today was that day. <laughs> <laughs> literally, me and my boy were just playing, what's it called, Apex Legends all day. Um, because I just feel like we live on this planet once. And so there's going to be other... I know you only live once technically, but there's so many hours in your lifespan that one day isn't going to kill me if I know I'm going to get back, get back on action once I'm unburned out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just like to have no pressure in terms of when I indulge, just under the impression that I know that when it's time to put in the work, it's, it's goal time. Yeah, and you see, and it's active, like I, it's out there, so no one can say to me, Tyrell, uh, you're so lazy. This is the, if anything, it's the opposite. Even if I'm out here playing games all day, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's what people got to get their head around, like that idea of not feeling afraid to just do what you want one day and to put your foot off the pedal for like a second. Yeah, yeah. So with that, so, what what are the next things that you're working on? Uh, um, couple things. It's working season. On that, <laughs> on that so that's like a name that I've given for a project. I was working on the album. I made it, but I decided that I didn't want to do that like that. I didn't want to do that. And me and my friends across the world. I've got my label at Funk. Shout out Marlon and and them lot who. They're in LA producing my cover and singles, which is like ugly, and a couple of ones that's coming out in the future. I'm trying to drop a new song every single month. Mm. Um, so through that, I'm just really just taking my time to really work on my own craft, whether it's music and writing or other skill sets, and delivering the results of it every month so that I have a what do you call it? A benchmark to you know, every month to like say, I did this, I did that. So yeah, that's one thing I'm doing, which is dropping a new song every month. The next one's coming out on the 27th of August. So I'm excited. And then on top of that, I work on a video. I'm not going to reveal what it's for exactly, but I got funded to make something really cool for people in Peckham. That's where I'm from. Um in like October times so we'll spend something then and generally 
I'm just working on kind of what I want to do next because all this time I've been in education not knowing what I what I'm wanting to do like I just knew I was good at English I'm gonna stick to English and therefore I'm gonna do a degree in English and then when I was doing the degree it was like ah oh, so I'm doing this degree in English I like rapping I like poetry I'm good at this let me just continue it but now that I'm out I've just been thinking ah oh, what do I actually want to do with what I'm good at so I'm writing a list of the things that I want to do, kind of, so that I can stay on top of things and, like, have goals and, like, milestones, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one, one, the only one I'll give you on that list is, <laughs> funny, like, low-key, I want to do, you know Headspace, yeah? Headspace? You know, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Low-key, if, if, this, if this managed to happen, I would love to fucking <laughs> do a... A guided meditation on the app, yeah, like one club where like there's like the TP is meditation, <laughs> and like you click on the app and you just hear my voice like, "Hello guys, welcome to the TP is meditation." Oh, <laughs> yo, you've been practicing. Um, <laughs> you think I, I practice? You know, I, I listen. If you're with me and like it's nap time or something, and you tell me you can't sleep, I'll be like, "Oh, it's the meditation." Mano will over, recite the whole thing for you. Oh no! The whole ten twenty minutes. <laughs> so. Like, that right now, that's, like, the reason why that's how my goal list is because, like, I know that I like doing podcasts now, innit? Like, obviously, I have my own podcast that I started a while ago. Yeah, shout it out. What's the name? Stuff. What's the name of it? Uh, <laughs> it's the Your Journey Podcast. And where, um, where can they find it? <laughs> everywhere. Spotify. Um, podcast, what's it called? Podcast app on Google. Any app on, for podcasts, to be honest. The search on um, TP is then the Your Journey Podcast. And it'll be there. Um, but yeah, like that's like that headspace like goal little thing I made was like it's good like motivation to keep doing the podcast because it's like at least then I'll have like something to show. I can show them that my voice is sexy when I want it to be like, and oh. therefore I should do the meditation thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one goal of my list anyway. But I'll keep building it until for now. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, man. What's your goals, actually? Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so my one of my ultimate goals, this is like, I'm, what, 23 now? I'm giving it like seven, eight years. Um, but what was that? I'm, I'm giving it like seven to eight years. Okay. Um, so this goal is to open up a school in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it'll be a cooperatively owned school. Um, and primarily uh, focus on like early childhood, elementary, like that age range. Um, but if we can go to high school, that would be cool as well. Um, very inspired by like Marva Collins and like other educators. So trying to follow in that tradition. Um, more immediately though, um, this is so weird. So a friend, like a lot of my friends are into astrology. Um, and I'm like, I'm into it, but like they're into it OD. And so um, we've been talking about being a Capricorn and how Capricorns are very like, we're in our heads. We're like, we're not about to let you see anything that's gonna happen. Like you, you we don't fumble. But at least that's what the world thinks. And so talking about my goals is like, <laughs> yikes! This is so vulnerable. Um, but 
I don't know. Just, like, continuing to build this podcast, um, there are, like, a few, like, craftsman items that I want to make. Um, Definitely want to make a wallet. It's just, like, a random thing that I want to do. I want to make a wallet. Um, I've been just, like, doing research. I guess my goal is to just continue studying. Um, I I got some new books the other day. Uh, both of them written by my favorite director, um, Kathleen Collins, which I feel like I talk about on every single episode. Um, she's a director of the film Losing Ground, and I like now have a book that has the screenplay of that film. In it. You know, so so just like really studying. Um, one of my goals at some point is to make a feature film. So really, just like okay, how how do I, um, how do I want to tell this story? And, you know, I feel when I was in school, at least a lot of the ways that I was taught how to tell stories, um, or taught both written and visually, it did not align with how I naturally want to tell stories or how I naturally think about storytelling. And so to read her work, it's very, um, very affirming, uh, and, and like, really cool to see another black woman just like kind of just doing what she wants to do and it making complete sense and it being very complex um so those are my goals to just like keep studying keep learning keep trying new things keep keep growing um keep like exploring the intricacies of like myself and the world yeah not a lot of like tangible things <laughs> have you ever made like a um a curriculum that's what i did i tried to do that <laughs> what do you mean like a, so like when i was when i was about to graduate so just before i did graduate i was like oh i want to make a curriculum yeah meaning that in this in the first in the second quarter of this year mm. i'm going to learn this this and this i'm going to achieve this and this and this so that way it will lead into level two, which will happen in the next quarter, where which I will learn this, this and this, like basically like kind of systematically learning things in a way that will make you achieve your goal, kind of. Or you just kind of doing it as you go, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like after I graduated last year, I definitely did try like that, okay, this summer I'm gonna do this, in the fall we're gonna do this. Um but yeah, I think it, it it did, um, it it, it nice. did, but it it in a backhanded way because I can okay. be very obsessive about about things. So if I'm looking at something all the time, either my brain would just like completely shut it off, and I just like I'll see it, but I won't. It won't translate to anything, or um, it will just all that I do, and it can become a little like manic. And I don't know if that's like a the the best word to use because of like medical and like all this other stuff but it is a very like a, a manic obsessiveness that happens um so I kind of just like to let things happen as they happen and fortunately like uh, my family is very supportive and like they they're always telling me to do things that they see you know things that would bring out the best qualities in me so like um even if I'm like slipping and not doing what I'm supposed to do or like what will get me to the next step they're always like 
putting things in my ear of like, yo, this opportunity will help you get to whatever position. Um, and then I think just naturally, you know, your interests, right? Like all of my interests co coincide with each other and it's kind of easy to navigate it that way. Um, I don't really like to like bullshit around or I'm not like a party girl, <laughs> you know, like I'll go out. You know, not really no <laughs> i prefer to just be in the house or like if i'm not in the house like i I love like a nice walk outside i'm a very easygoing person i don't like too much i like a little bit of order um i like traditions so you know just get to the point that's that's me um and that helps me because i'm not distracted from a lot of things um really i and i think this is like the reason why or at least one of the reasons why we're alive is that it's really just a a battle with yourself (laughs) and like you know talking yourself off the ledge and like you know really trying to strike this this understanding with yourself and so like that's really all i do i'm always in my head I'm thinking like okay if I do this what will happen if I do that what will happen like what what's gonna be the cost benefit analysis to 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 both in the situation um can I afford to do this do I really care these are all the questions that I'm asking myself all the time so I I have quite a bit of party time in my head and (laughs) it pushes me to to get to where I need to be or or I want to be but yeah that's me. Awesome. So, well, this comes to the end. So, um, thank you. Thank you very much for being all the way in lovely London um, and jumping on this call with me. Where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at by TPS. Like, imagine I wrote a book, BYTPS. So, BYTEEPS everywhere on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook especially Instagram or Twitter but you can find my music at T Peters so T-E-E Peters so yeah just follow me up and um get to know me in it you, you had the convert, so you know, you know I'm looking for people. <laughs> Word. Well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so you can follow us at uh, dig3x, that's D-I-G-3-X, um, on Instagram. And then you can also follow me at Sierra, S-I-E-R-R-A, with three underscores. That's important. Three underscores, J-A-Y. Um, you can follow my personal page. Um, yeah, so... Thanks again. Thanks, Steve.